Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. If you're listening to this episode of People Are the Enemy on the week of its release, then you are presently existing in the first full week of December 2021. I'd say you're presently enjoying the first full week of December 2021, but I, I don't want to be presumptuous. And, and if I didn't mention it on last week's episode... I successfully completed National Novel Writing Month. Yes! Thank you! Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, I did consume over 200 fun-sized candy bars. Yes, it takes a lot of sugar in order to keep me awake and writing late into the night, but uh, I can't afford cocaine, nor would I know how to find it. Yes, I did give myself diabetes instead. Anyway, uh, uh, for, for those unaware, I, uh, I participated in National Novel Writing Month last month, and I was able to complete the first draft of a 50,000-plus word manuscript, which I hope to eventually release as a novel. It's going to need a lot of work before it'll be ready for publication, but I, I cut out the majority of days in 2022 in which to edit and make the story as good as it can be, and so long as I stay healthy and my family stays healthy, I I will, fingers crossed, release my 10th novel into the world in, sometime in the late summer or early fall of 2022. Now, you heard that correctly, folks. Uh, my 10th novel. If you're a new listener to this podcast, you may not be aware that I am the author of nine independently published books that are all currently available right now, which is, means the same as currently. <laughs> Worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you go right now to either Amazon or barnesandnoble.com and type my name, which by the way is Andy Mascola, and my last name is spelled M as in Mary, A S as in Sam, C O L A as in Pepsi Cola, you'll find my books. There are, are no ads on this podcast. There's no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this fine program is that if you love the show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some great literature, uh, please consider purchasing one or two of my novels. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. are the enemy listeners you're listening to episode 202 of the people are the enemy podcast thank you so much for checking it out you're in the right place this is a great show yeah i say that because i've listened to all the other podcasts and they're terrible this is the one this is the one you want to be listening to you want to be spending time with moi droopy d your pal right 
I'm telling you, I've got it going on. You 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 hit the sweet spot, folks, and uh, and I'm gonna give it to you. Drew's gonna give it to you. I don't know. That sounds disgusting. Sorry. Anyway, uh, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Hope your December is off to a fine start. If you're listening to this sometime in the future, in another month, I hope things are going well for you there. How's that? Okay. All right. Let's move into it. How shall we? Here, I I'm here to talk to you about tuna, right? And tuna. <laughs> Right? Like, you know, yeah, well, of course, yeah. Why else would I have tuned into this podcast? That's why I'm here. It's the the the, the tuna cast, right? No, no, no. It, no honestly, I, I wanted to start off this, this episode by talking about uh, tuna in vegetable oil, which I mistakenly bought. I, and I, I, I must have done this in the past. I, I'm a pescatarian. I, I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I don't eat poultry, but I do eat fish, and, and, and that includes tuna, and I'm a tuna fan, and if you're not, I apologize, but you're going to have to listen to me talk about tuna for a little bit, but I promise it won't be the only thing we talk about today, okay? We'll move on into other things, but first, I, I got to say this, I, I, I'm the type of person who, when I food shop, I just grab the cans of tuna and put them in my cart. I really don't pay attention, you know, like... Other than the brand, okay. If it's if it's Bumblebee, that's cool, man. If it's what what is it, Charlie Tuna, the one with the you know with the, with the Charlie Tuna, he's got the glasses. I re- I'm, I'm I'm using his voice because I I sort of remember a commercial with the uh, with with Charlie Tuna and he had these uh he had these uh, uh you know uh um uh well you know like the the, the black plastic rim uh, square glass the hipster glasses and if I remember correctly he's wearing like a little red beanie or something like that or a little beret and he's hey I'm Charlie Tuna I'm here I'm your tuna I don't know I kind of pictured him smoking a cigar but that's probably just my imagination or, or a chicken of the sea you know the one with the, the lovely uh, mermaid on the front there the uh the, the blonde mermaid if, if I'm remembering correctly, right? So yeah, I usually get one of those, but I really don't pay attention to like, you know, what it is or what it's soaked in. But but I made the mistake of, and maybe I just I've come to realize that this is a mistake, and I've probably made it in the past because again I don't pay too much attention. I I got the tuna in vegetable oil. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done this? You open it up, and man, it is gross, man. And it's like, like I'm I don't know I don't know I can't imagine anybody does anything different with tuna than than what I'm about to tell you how to prepare it. You know, I press whatever liquid the tuna is being soaked in in that can out as much as possible. I dry it out as much as possible before I put it in a bowl, and then I mix in some mayonnaise, right? Now, maybe you use something else. I don't know. I use mayonnaise, okay? I use Hellman's because uh, Miracle Whip is bullshit, okay? (laughs) All right, so I use Hellman's mayonnaise. I use Hellman's light, okay? Uh, uh, you know, do I, would I prefer regular Hellman's? Yeah. But uh, am I concerned about uh, giving myself a heart attack? Of course. Yeah. Especially after the last month I just had where I ate, uh, uh, tons and tons of sugar every night for, for 25 days straight. Yeah. So of course. Yeah. So I'm using light to light, uh, mayonnaise with this tuna, but my point is the, the, the tuna in vegetable oil is vile. <laughs> it's literally like, you know, it's just, if you could picture it, I mean, it's just, it's vegetable oil, man. It's gross. And like, Tuna isn't, obviously isn't like the nicest looking food to begin with. And you're pressing it out and pressing it into the sink and it's squirting. And like, you know, if you, if I hold the can wrong and I'm, after I open the can and I'm trying to squeeze out the, 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 the oil using the lid, it squirts, man. Sometimes it squirts on my shirt, man. And it's oil, man. It's just gross, man. And I like, and then slippery, man. It's slippery and all over. I'm going to stop saying man. It's slipping all over my fingers, and the can is slipping out of my hands. It's just gross, okay? I made the mistake, but I, 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 so I'm conscientious now. When I go to the grocery store, and I'm getting tuna for myself, yeah, I'll stick to those brand name tunas, 
You know, not that I don't trust the other ones. It's just what I'm familiar with, you know. And uh, But I'm going to make sure it's in water because because this oil stuff is for the birds. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> so, like, did, did I intend to talk about tuna? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off the show talking about tuna. I honestly did. Uh, uh, let's move on to other things, okay? My car failed inspection. Oh, isn't that exciting? Yes, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, if you didn't know, uh, last month, while it was National Novel Writing Month, it was also my birthday month. And my birthday uh, my birthday was uh, the day after uh, Thanksgiving this year. Um, and uh, I, I, of course, had to, to take care of my car. And, of course, I I waited until after after my birthday, after Thanksgiving, to the very, almost, I think, like, the last day of, the, of November before I had it inspected. And, and I had a feeling it would fail. My car is, my car is a 2003, so it's, and I bought it in 2004, so it's, you know, it's 18 years old. There's two, over 222,000 miles on it. It's a Toyota Matrix, right? It, 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 there's no electronics in it whatsoever, meaning, like, it's, you have to roll down the, the windows manually. It, you know, everything, like, it, everything is manual in it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very generic piece of, uh, piece of automotive equipment, it, but it's a, it's, it's a GD tank. You know, I already, I know I already said shit once. <laughs> Why am I stopping from saying goddamn? I don't know. It's a goddamn tank. And it, it and I, I've kept up regularly with the, the oil changes on it. Anything that, uh, my mechanic tells me I need to have done, I have done, which isn't much. Very, you know, it's, it's been reliable. Knock on wood. It's, it's very reliable. I come to find out it was... This a few years ago, they said, you know, your car was built in Canada. And I, I said, this must be why it's so great. You know, it's just that fine Canadian manufacturing. No, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I just, you know, uh, you know, maybe it does. Who knows, right? You know, it's it's born in the, 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 the frozen tundra of the uh, the true north, you know, where <laughs> these hardened people worked to, work to toil to, uh, you know, uh, night and day on these automobiles and mine just happened to be one of them, you know, and then it somehow ends up in a, it somehow ends up in New Hampshire where I live and I tend to purchase it brand new. And yeah, and here I am uh, 14 years, 14 years. Well, no, I'm sorry. 18 years, 18 years after its production. And I'm still, I'm still driving the thing, you know, it, it's, it's testament to that, uh, to find a, find a Canadian craftsmanship perhaps by way of Japan, of course. <laughs> <laughs> where the car was designed. It's a Toyota, after all. So, yeah, so, of course, credit to the Japanese also, and credit to the Canadians. How's that? Everybody gets credit. And credit to the salesperson in, in New Hampshire who sold me the damn thing. How's that? And credit to me, because I, I've been faithful with the, the upkeep on it and, and the oil changes. Okay, anyway, so enough credit. Okay, everybody's got credit. But, uh, yeah, so... I had a feeling it would fail inspection. It's been loud. You know, you get a feeling like, oh, there's something wrong with this muffler because it's getting louder. <laughs> and it's winter, man. I got the windows rolled up. If there's a hole in the muffler, man, I, I could really be hurting myself. So, yeah, so I took it and, and, and the guy said, these are all the things wrong with it. And there was a list. I actually have the list right here and I haven't even looked at it. All the things that were wrong. Failed state safety inspection. Uh, for the front pads and rotors and, and the exhaust leak. It was a leak. A hole in the resonator. Yeah, man. And now, not only that, but I, it needs body work. There's a rot hole in the driver's side floorboard. He said you could literally see, like, my uh, carpet <laughs> through the bottom of the car. And he sent me a picture to prove it. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm, I'm like Fred Flintstoning it out there on the streets, folks. Yeah, just about. Holy moly. And then, the, and then this was funny. He said, yeah, you're right passenger side rear rocker panel was improperly repaired. You know why? Because I repaired it myself. I 
ago, a few years ago, it like failed inspection, and the guy said, "Here's what you do. You just you see this here. You're gonna get you're gonna get this stuff. It's uh, it's called Bondo. I think it was called Bondo. And you mix it yourself, and you." But what you're going to do is you're going to fill the hole, you're going to fill it with, with newspaper, whatever you can find, just stuff it all up in this hole. And then, and then what you're going to do, this computer is driving me crazy, folks. Sorry about that. Let me just at least turn the volume down so we don't, we don't hear it anymore. He said, what you're going to do is you're going to, uh, you're going to fill this hole with Bondo. Sorry, you're going to fill this hole with, with, uh, scrunched up newspapers, and then you're gonna put, you're gonna put this, this you're gonna mix this, this, this chemical, and you're gonna, it's this putty, and you're gonna put the putty over it, and then you can use a hairdryer, and you're gonna do it, and guess what? I borrowed my buddy's garage, and I did everything he said. I was so proud of myself. I'd never done body work on a car, ever, you know, and I just thought to myself, I'm gonna save myself some cash, and I'm gonna do this myself, and my buddy let me use his garage, and there I was. I was, you know, it was yeah. It was November, and I and it was getting cold, man. And I needed to use a hairdryer to dry the damn thing to dry this putty. And uh, but yeah, he said he said yeah. That's uh, that was a mess. Whatever you did, that's my mechanic told me this. A different mechanic told me this time. He said that needs to be fixed properly. And I said okay. I said yeah. That was a Mascola original. And he thought that was funny. Anyway, uh, so yeah. So now I've got to have to have some work done, man. And I got to take it. I got to take it to a body shop tomorrow. Otherwise, everything else is. Everything else is good, but I don't have the sticker, so I'm still riding dirty, so to speak. So uh, uh, so keep your fingers crossed for your pal, Droopy D, on the roads there, because if I get pulled over by a Massachusetts state trooper or a New Hampshire state trooper, if I'm going over state lines, I, I could be in, I could be in, be in big trouble. You know, hope, I'm hoping they'll be merciful. So you look, I, I had everything else fixed. I just need to get this body work done, and then I'll then what I'll do is I'll pull the carpet away and say, look, you can see the ground through the through my the floor of my car, and they'll say you're Fred Flintstoning it, and I'll say yes, I am. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay, there's a couple things I want to tell you about. This is, this is funny. I thought about this great way to, like, uh, um, to stop, like, uh, stop an argument in process. If you're ever in, in a place where, where, where you're with friends and two friends start to argue, <laughs> two friends start to argue, or maybe the family, like, this might be great for, like, Thanksgiving dinner 2022, okay? Uh, uh, okay, so, so, so say... <laughs> Say you're, say you're at the table, and uh, and two people start having an argument about whatever. Could be anything, right? You pull out your phone, and I came up with this the other day. I don't know. <laughs> I thought about this, and just look at your phone, and go. <gasps> Tom Cruise died. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. If if Tom Cruise has already died, that won't work. But if, if he didn't, just go. Or maybe it will. Maybe that would work better if Tom Cruise has already died. He'd been, like, dead weeks. And then you you say, Tom Cruise died. And everybody looks at you like, yeah, you didn't know that? I'm assuming that would stop everybody in their tracks, right? Wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't it stop, like, you know, if you were, you know, if somebody was looking at their phone, they go, Tom Cruise died. Right? And they would stop and say, like, oh, my God, really? Like, I have to imagine that the argument could never be that terrible that... Um, and that, you know, that vocal and that loud and that so, so angry, the two people fighting that they, they wouldn't stop. I mean, you'd have to implement the Tom Cruise died thing pretty early in the argument, but you, you have to imagine that that would, would kill the argument pretty quickly, right? And they'd be like, oh my God. And everybody would look at their phone, right? Or, or maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they'd be like, who cares? And just keep going. I don't know. <laughs> that could happen too. 
it's dumb. I don't know. I, I did it to my wife the other day, and it wasn't because there was an argument or anything like that. I just saw Tom Cruise was trending, and I wanted to see what would happen. So I just looked at her and said, oh, Tom Cruise died. And she said, no, he didn't. And of course, she was right. Okay. All right, this happened the other day, man. I was out. I was out walking the dog. I got a dog. Lola is her name. Uh, and Lola and I were walking. And I was had my earbuds in. I was listening to podcasts because, like I said, I listen to every single podcast, and I, I know that they're all garbage except for this one. Um, and uh, and Lola was distracted by a woman behind me, and this woman was going um, raisin, raisin. I, I think she she must have been saying raisin, raisin, and, and making like like a little kissy sounds and stuff. And 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 Lola kept pulling me back, and finally I I turned around and I said, uh, "Did you lose your dog?" And she said, "My cat." And I said, oh, geez. I said, uh, I said, do you live in this neighborhood? She said, no, my in-laws were watching our cat and uh, our cat Raisin and Raisin got out. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's lost. And I said, oh, that's awful. I'm so, so sorry. And she said, yeah. I said, look, I, I walk through this neighborhood every single morning. And, um, and if you like... I, if I see your cat, I'd be, I, I'd be, I'd be happy to, to contact you and let you know. And she's, I said, what does your cat look like? She said, well, it's an orange cat. And I said, well, you know, Lola and I saw an orange cat yesterday and we did, but it's this cat that we see often. So I, I didn't think it was her cat. And, uh, yeah, this orange cat is pretty brazen. You know, it'll just stand there and look at Lola. Of course it'll arch its back and Lola will like charge at it. And then the cat will run away. That's basically what happens. But uh, I said to this woman, yeah, so I said, Lola and I saw an orange cat yesterday. And she said, well, let me let me show you what Raisin looked like. So she takes out her phone and she says she's very fluffy. And she shows me this picture of Raisin. And yeah, it wasn't the cat that we saw. And I felt terrible. And then I said, well, I'll tell you what, like I said, I, I walk through this neighborhood every single morning. Uh, Lola and I, I do the same the same pattern every single morning. And we do. It's, a, it's an hour long walk. And I said, if I see your cat, I'd be happy to reach out and contact you. And then I said, uh, I, and then I thought to myself, like, like, be, be smart about this, Andy. And so this is what I said, and I did. And I recommend this to, to, to men, okay? Because first of all, it's a woman walking by herself, and you're offering to help her, okay? But you don't want to be, you don't want to impose, and you don't want to have, uh, you don't want to imply that she has she does something that she is not comfortable with at all. And when I say this, I mean I mean trading information with a stranger, okay? So it could be any stranger, right? Not just a woman. But I, I thought about this like I'm a man and this and you, you need to handle this as, as such because Andy, this person may not be in, have any interest in, in giving her information to a strange man. So this is what I said, and I felt very I felt, <laughs> I felt like this was a, a very diplomatic decision on my part. I thought it was very safe and very conscientious of, of my, the, the person I was dealing with in the moment. And I said to her, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll give you my phone number, okay? And, and you can take it down. And uh, if you feel like you want me to reach out to you if I see Raisin, um, you can text me from... Some device, because I thought, like, well, maybe she'll feel safer if she has a husband or a boyfriend or a, a brother or something and has him text me, and that way she's not giving me her information. Because obviously you text somebody, they've got your phone number, right? So I said, I'll give you my, my phone number, and then you can send me a text, and, uh, and if you feel comfortable with that from whatever device you want, and then if I see Raisin, I'll contact you back. And she said, that sounds great. 
So that's what I did. I gave her my information. And I walked away. And I said, that's, that was very smart, Andy. And that was very... <laughs> So I was very proud of myself. And, and uh, I'm walking away, and probably about 15, 20 minutes later, my phone dings, and I get a text message from this woman, and uh, and it's a picture of Raisin. And uh, she wrote, uh, this is Raisin. He's chipped. If anyone finds him or if anyone sees him, we can come look. Thank you so much. So there was like a little, a few photos. Actually, she sent me three photos of Raisin. Never sent me her name. That's fine. And I said, I'll keep an eye out. Andy. And that was it. That's all there is to it. And, and again, I only mention this because like, I felt like, I felt like if anybody, if, if a, a, a stranger approached my daughter, that's what I'd want them to do. Right. And maybe that was the dad in me thinking like, like I, I wouldn't want my daughter to say, oh, well just here's my number, da, 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 you know, to a stranger or whatever. Like, you know, and if you're a guy and you feel like, uh, you could be overstepping your bounds by asking uh, somebody else for their information, be it a man, woman, whatever. Um, just give them your number and say, if you feel comfortable with that, and say, hey, feel free to, to, to text me your data. And, and if I see this thing, I can, you know, whatever you're looking for, whether it be a dog, whether it be a, a cat, whether it be whatever. And, and, I'll, and uh, just text me if you feel comfortable with that. And, uh, and I will text you back if I, if I see your missing animal. How's that? A little bit of advice for you. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you already do that. Maybe that's just something you do. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, sure. So I got a whole bunch of stuff left over to talk to you about. But uh, but we got four more shows. Oh, actually, three more shows this month. So I I will uh, I will hope uh, to to speak to you in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this has uh, been enjoyable. Uh, this has been episode. What did I say? Two two o two. Of, of people are the enemy? Let me find out here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, this has been episode 202 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.